वेलकम एवरीवन टू दिस लाइव पॉडकास्ट ऑन ट्विच वेयर यू विल गेट द न्यूज एंड द आर्टिकल्स फ्रॉम द रिसर्चर फ्रॉम रिसर्च इंडस्ट्री डेट हाउ आर रिसर्चर एंड साइंटिस्ट कीप ऑन रिसर्चिंग ऑन वेरियस डोमेन्स एंड इम्प्रूविंग आर लाइफ स्टाइल सो लेट्स गेट स्टार्टर विदाउट वेस्टिंग आर टाइम यस a sea change for plastic pollution new material biodegrades in ocean water hmm. plastic now ubiquitous in the modern world have become a rising threat to human and environmental health around the planet evidence of plastic pollution stretches from grocery bags in the deep sea to microplastics in our food supplies and even in our blood hmm. seeking solution to contract the rise in the uh, plastic trash scientists at the university of california san diego have developed new biodegradable materials that are designed to replace conventional used plastic after proving their polyurethane forms biodegrade in land based compo- compost an interdisciplinary team of scientists including uc san diego biologist stephen mayfield and kamish michael Burkart and Robert Skip Pomero have uh, shown have shown now uh, have now shown that the material biodegrades in sea water the results are published in the journal science of the total environment the research are working to address a plastic pollution problem now described as global environmental crisis in to- uh, 2010 researcher estimate that 8 billion kilograms of plastic enter the ocean in a single year with a steep acceleration predicted by 2025 upon entering the ocean plastic uh, waste disrupts marine ecosystem migrates to central location and form trash uh, gyres such as the great pacific garbage patch which covers an area more than 1.6 million square kilometers these uh, plastics never degrade but rather break up into ever uh, smaller particles eventually becoming microplastics that persist in the environment for centuries working with study co-authored Samantha Clements a marine biologist and scientific diver at uh, Scripps Institute uh, Institution of Oceanography the UC San Diego researcher conducted a series of tests of their biodegradable polyurethane Uh, materials currently used as forms in the first commercial available biodegradable shoes sold by spin-offs called a spin-off company called Blue View at Scripps Allen Browning uh, Scripps Memorial Pier and Environmental Aquarium the pier location provided scientists the access and a unique opportunity to test to test material in the natural near shore ecosystem which is the exact environment where the rogue plastic are mostly likely to end up the team found that an assortment of marine organ organism colonize on the polyurethane form and biodegrades the material back to their starting chemicals which are consumed as nutrients by these microorganisms in the ocean environment data from the study suggests that the microorganism a mix of bacteria and fungi live throughout the natural marine environment 
improper disposal of plastic in the ocean breaks down into microplastic and has become an enormous environmental problem said Mayfield a professor in the School of Biological Sciences and director of the California Center of Algae Biotechnology we have shown that it's uh, absolute absolutely possible to make high performance plastic products that are uh, that also can degrade in the ocean plastics good uh, should not be going in into the ocean in the first place but if they do this material becomes food for moca- uh, microorganism and not plastic trash and microplastics uh, that harm aquatic life okay shoes including flip flops the world most popular shoe make up a large percentage of plastic waste that ends up in the world's ocean and landfills to fully test and analyze their poly you Ethane, it ethane material developed at UC San Diego over the last eight years. The study joined experts in biology, polymer and synthetic chemistry and marine science. Form samples were exposed to tidal and wave dynamics and tracked for molecular and physical changes using Fourier transformer, transform infrared spectroscopy and scanning electron microscopy. The results show that the material uh, started to degrade in as a li- uh, in as little as 4 weeks. The researchers then identified microorganisms from six marine sites around San Diego that are capable of breaking down and consuming the polyurethane material. No single discipline can address these universal environmental problems, but we have developed an integrated solution that works on land and now we know also biodegrades in the ocean. <coughs> Said Mayfield, I was surprised to see just uh, how many organisms colonize on these forms in the ocean. It becomes something like a microbial r- reef. <coughs> the fully list of co-authors of the publish are Natasha Gunwan, Marisa Tasman, Denial Zan, Lindsay Johnson, Peyton Evans, Samantha Clements, Robert Pomerio, Michael Burkhardt, Ryan Smolski, and Stephen Mayfield. So these are the scientists. These are the uh, uh, sorry researchers name uh, being given to you. And yes, it's an of course it's an great change uh, for reducing the plastic uh, and. Uh, in uh, becoming a food for the microorganism in the sea itself so it's a i guess it's a good uh, choice uh, for our sustainable uh, for having the earth more uh, comfortable otherwise it's very diverse i mean so yeah moving on towards next topic and the okay moving on towards next topic of the day manufacturing of quantum bits connected with conventional computer devices hmm once again it's going to be in quantum uh, application or quantum devices talking about quantum devices computer that can make use of the spooky uh, pretty, um, properties of quantum mechanics to solve problem faster than current technology may sound alluring but first they must overcome a massive disadvantage scientists from japan may have found the answer through the demonstration of how a superconducting material nobium nitride can be added to a nitride semiconductor substrate 
as a flat crystalline layer. This process may lead to the easy manufacturing of quantum bits, qubits connected with conventional computer devices. The processes used to manufacture conventional silicon microprocessors have matured over decades and are constantly being refined and improved. In contrast, most quantum computing architectures must be designed mostly from scratch. However, finding a way to add quantum capabilities to exciting fabrication lines or even integrate quantum and conventional logic units in a single chip might be able to vastly accelerate the adoption of these new systems. Now a team of researchers at the, Insti at the Institute of Industrial Science at the University of Tokyo has shown how thin films of nobium nitride NBNX can be grown directly on top of an aluminum nitride AIN layer. Nobium nitride can become superconducting at a temperature colder than about 16 degrees above absolute zero. As a result, it can be used to make a superconducting qubit when arranged in a structure called a Jofossen junction. Jo Josephson junction. The scientists investigated the impact of temperature on the criti uh, crystal structure and electrical properties of NB and X thin films grown on AIN template uh, substrates. They showed that the spacing of atoms in the two material was compatible enough to produce flat layers. We found that because of the small lattice mismatch between aluminum nitride and nobium nitride, a highly crystalline layer could grow at the interface, says first co uh, and corresponding author Atushi Kobayashi. The crystallinity of the NBNX was uh, characterized with X-ray diffraction and the surface topology was captured using atomic force microscopy. In addition, the chemical composition was checked using X-ray photoelectron spectroscopy. The team showed how the arrangement of atoms, nitrogen content, uh, content and electrical conductivity all depended on the growth condition, especially the temperature. The structural similarity between the two material facilities, the in integration of superconductor into semiconductor optoelectronic devices, says Atushi Kobayashi. Moreover, the sharply defined interface between AIN substrate, which has a wide band gap, and NBNX, which is a superconductor, is essential for future quantum devices such as Josephson Junction superconducting layer that are only few nanometer thick and high crystallinity can be used as detectors of single photons or electrons the work is published in advanced material interfaces crystal phase controlled epitaxial growth of nbnx superconductor of wide band gap ai and semiconductors so uh, once again uh, and amazing technology is being manufactured in the quantum qubits in the uh, qubits of uh, supercomputers so and yes uh, i guess that's all about it because it's talking about the microscopy and the spectroscopy range that how it's going to be different from uh, normal computers and traditional methods or traditional computers so yep it's going to be an amazing finding in the quantum computing itself and of course in the architecture Moving on towards next topic, researchers showed that 
काइडल ऑक्साइड कैटलिस एलाइन इलेक्ट्रॉन स्पिन ओके कंट्रोलिंग द स्पिन ऑफ इलेक्ट्रॉन्स ओपन अप फ्यूचर सिनारियो फॉर एप्लीकेशन इन स्पिन बेस्ड इलेक्ट्रॉनिक्स स्पिनट्रॉनिक्स of course for example in data processing yes it also prevents new opportunity for controlling the sensitivity and efficiency of chemical reaction researcher recently presented first success with the example of water splitting or producing green hydrogen and oxygen a joint project involve, uh, involving working groups from the center of our uh, soft nanoscience at the university of uh, munster germany and the and from the uh, institute of chemistry at the university uh, of pinsburg pens penslavia professor david waldeck now has the task of of advancing the systematic development of spin selective catalyst materials to this end the researcher relate this catalyst activity of various inorganic spin for polarizing material to direct measurement of the spin selectivity the focus is, is on oxide material which were purposely grown with a chiral structure in addition the researcher also want to investigate the origin of spin polarization in this chiral material the results of an initial study of chiral copper oxide layers have now been published in the ACA, uh, acs nano journal the result in brief the team of german and american researcher first examined chiral oxide catalyst consisting in the case of thin chiral copper oxide layers on a thin uh, film of gold the data measure showed that the spin polarization of the ele- uh, electrons depends on which of these layers the electrons came from come from the team considered two effects uh, to be responsible for this the catalytic induced spin selectivity cess effect and the magnetic arrangement in the chiral layers the results are to help in the future production of spin selective catalytic oxide material thus improving the efficiency of chemical uh, reactions the example of fuel cells unwanted electron spin reduces efficiency in fuel cell hydrogen and oxygen react with each other and form water with electrical energy being released in the process the hydrogen may have been previously produced through the reverse process breaking down water molecule into hydrogen and oxygen the energy required for this can be provided through electrical power from regenerative source of energy ordinarily through sunlight so that in future hydrogen could serve as a source of energy in an energy cycle designed to be co2 neutral what is holding back any large scale commercialization of the concept for example in electric vehicles running on fuel cells is among other things the low efficiency a lot of energy has to, uh, to be uh, used to break down the water molecules which means that at present it is less expensive to use this energy directly for recharging a car battery this lower efficiency in breaking down water molecule is a consequence not only for the high over voltage needed for developing oxygen at the anode of the electrolysis uh, cell but also of the production of unwanted by products such as hydrogen peroxide and electronically excited oxygen due to their high reactivity these by products can also attack the electrode material both by products occur in so called singled state in which uh, the spins of the electrons involved in the molecular bonds are aligned in the anti parallel mode to one another 
in the product wanted from the reaction oxygen is the electronic ground state this is not the case because it forms a triplet state with spin aligned in parallel and thus generating only one spin direction helps to arrive at this wanted state of oxygen new approach oxide catalyst produces the desired electronic spin this is a new approach because it involves the spins of the radicals absorbed on the surface of the catalyst from which uh, the byproducts are formed being aligned in parallel such a parallel alignment of the electron spin can be achieved by using a chiral material in this case the transfer of electrons through the electrodes as a consequence of the cis effect or through the structural change in the oxide can be spin selective in consequence the formation of molecules in the unwanted singlet state is suppressed and hydrogen yield is increased while researchers successfully demonstrated the spin selective catalysis there is still no com uh, complete understanding of the origin of the cis effect the spin selective transmission of electron through he helical and uh, therefore also chiral molecules has been demonstrated however most recent studies shown that spin uh, selective transmission also occurs in inorganic non molecular chiral materials inorganic spin filtering surface are more stable chemically than mo chiral molecular layers and permit greater uh, current density in the context of spin selective catalysis the current study in detail in the study now published lead author paul molers a phd student at munster university examined chiral oxide copper oxide with a thickness of just a few nanometer which had previously been electrochemically deposited in a chiral form onto thin gold substrates by researcher from pittsburgh UV la uh, laser pulses were used to stimulate photoelectrons from the uh, from the samples and their mean spin polarization was measured in a spin polymeter based on mode scattering depending on whether the sample were hit from the oxide cover front side or uh, from the reverse side in the process electron with different energy were emitted from the gold uh, substrate or from the oxide film themselves in different proportion by correlating the energy distribution with the spin polarization values measured the monster researchers showed that the electrons from both layers are polarized to different extents the electrons from the gold substrate are filtered as regards their spin by the css CISS effect as the pass uh, through the chiral layer the electrons from the chiral or copper oxide display an opposite spin polarization and in the case of film with a thickness of more than 40 nanometers there is a preponderance of the copper oxide electrons additional measurement carried out by working uh, group lead by professor Hiko Wende at the department of physics at the university of Duisburg as suggested that this reflects a magnetic arrangement in chiral layers which is not uh, observed in non chiral oxide films with the same composition hmm. in order to follow up, uh, follow up this hypothesis the experimental setup in munster will be extended by having the possibility of measuring the spin polarization in electrons depending directly on their energy further measurement on chiral copper
on Kyra Copper and compact oxide films will uh, enable not only a clear uh, differentiation to be made between both polarization mechanism but also chiral inorganic spin selective catalyst materials to be designed specifically hmm of course so these are the things these are the new findings in the chiral uh, oxide catalyst align uh, with electronic spin spintronic application so it will uh, will be going to helpful in this spintronics uh, devices and spintronic technology and uh, that how the many parts of data storage uh, data storage capacity will be increased of course in wherever the spintronic uh, uh, spintronics spintronic application is being used it being used by those things so yep yeah moving on towards next topic old genes keep c anemones forever young okay let's see it's an interesting cell i mean the genetic fingerprint of the c anemone nema tostella anemone nema tostella vectenesis shows the number of uh, this evolutionarily very old animal phylum use the same gene cascades for the differentiation of neuronal cell types as more complex organisms these genes are also responsible for the balance of all cells in the organism throughout the enormous life the result was published by a team of development biologists lead by the result was published by a team of development biologists lead by Ulrich Technow of the University of Vienna in cell reports almost all animal organisms are made of millions if not billions of cells that group together in complex way to form specific tissues and organs which consist of multiple different cell types such as a variety of neurons or gla gland cells how this important balance of diverse cell types arises how it is regulated and whether the different cell types of different animal organisms have a common origin is not well understood single cell fingerprint leads to common ancestors the research group lead by evolutionary development biologist Ulrich Technow who is also head of the single uh, cell uh, regulation of stem cells sin c rest uh, okay research platform at the university of vienna has uh, deciphered the uh, diversity and evolution of all nerve and glad cell types and their developmental origins in the sea anome nema tostella vectensis in order to achieve this uh, they use single cell transcriptomics a method that has revolutionized biomedicine and evolutionary biology over the past decade with this entire organism can be resolved into single cell and the entirety of all currently expressed genes in each individual cells can be decoded 
different cell types fundamentally differ in the genes they express therefore single cell uh, transcriptomics uh, can be used to determine the molecular fingerprint of each individual cell explain julia stigard first author of the current publication in the study cells with an overlapping fingerprint were grouped this allowed the scientists to distinguish defined cell types or cell in traditional stages of development each with unique expression combination it also allowed the researcher to identify the common progenitor and stem cell population of the different tissues to their surprise they found that contrary uh, to earlier assumption neurons glandular cells and other sensory cells originate from one common progenitor population which could be verified by genetic labeling in living animals since uh, some gland cells uh, with a neuronal function are also known in vertebrate this could indicate a very old evolutionary relationship between gland cells and neurons ancient gene in constant use one gene plays a special role in the development of these common ancestral cells soxy is expressed in all precursor cells of neurons gland cells and synodide dokites uh, and is essential for the formation of all these cell types as the author word additional able to show in no gout experiments interestingly this gene is no stranger it also plays an important role in the formation of nervous systems in humans and many other animals which together with other data shows that these key regulatory uh, mechanism of nerve cell differentiation used sorry seems to be conserved across the animal uh, kingdom says technoa by comparing different life stage the author also found that in c and enomes the genetic process of neuron development are maintained from the embryo to the adult organism therefore contributing to the balance of neurons throughout the na- uh, life of a uh, nema tostella vectornesis this is remarkable because unlike humans cnomes can replace missing or damaged neurons throughout their lives for future research this raises the question of how the cnome manages to maintain this mechanism which is mo- which in more complex organism only occur in the embryonic stage into the adult organism in a controlled manner so yes these are the things these are the findings these are the studies are being uh, done on the uh, old gene itself from the understanding the nervous system of human body through this organism because of course we all know we are being converted through a fish into the mammal and uh, through mammal or through um, mm. our yes uh, through a mammal we converted into now human beings or homo sapien we said so these are the things these are the embryonic stage being co- uh, compared with means that how it's been transferred from the embryo itself now it's being transferred to a new organism so yep these are the things are being produced in those uh, times so yep moving on towards next topic reduce power consumption in semiconductor devices hmm. 
stepping stone or place to help uh, travelers to cross streams uh, as long as there are stepping stones that connect both sides of the water one can easily get across with just a few steps using the same principle our research team at Postec has developed technology that cuts the power consumption in semiconductor device in half by using strategically placed nanoparticles a research team led by professor jun wu son and dr min guk cho department of material science and engineering at postec has succeeded in maximizing the switching efficiency of oxide semiconductor devices by inserting platinum nanoparticles the finding from the study were recently published in nature communication the oxide material with the metal insulator phase transition in which the phase of a material rapidly oxide from an insulator to a metal when uh, threshold voltage is reached is a spotlight as a key uh, material for fabricating low power semiconductor devices the metal insulator phase transition occurs when insulator domains several nanometers wide are transferred into metal domains the key uh, way was to reduce the magnitude of the voltage applied to the device uh, to increase uh, the switching efficiency of a semiconductor device this research team succeeded in increasing the switching efficiency of the device by using platinum nanoparticles when voltage was applied to a device an electric current skipped through these uh, particles and a rapid phase transition occurred the memory effect of this device also increased by more than a million times in general after the voltage is cut off. These devices immediately change to the insulator phase where no current flows. This duration was extremely short at one millionth of a second. However, it was confirmed that the memory effect regarding the previous firing of the devices can be increased to several seconds and the device uh, could be operated again with a relatively low voltage earning Two, uh, the residual metallic domains remaining near the platinum nanoparticles. This technology is anticipated to be essential for the development of the next generation electronic devices such as intelligent semiconductor or neuromorphic semiconductor devices that can process vast amounts of data with less power. Of course, we need it. So these are the things, these are the findings. Once again, the semiconductor device reduce the power consumption and uh, and being also of course uh, doing more efficient work than our traditional uh, ICs or semiconductors so yeah I mean once again our researchers keep on keep on experiment uh, sorry keep on discovering new things so it's feel great uh, yep to see and uh, to see that how our scientists keep on uh, researching on new things and discovery for the more efficient way more fast way to improve uh, this uh, society structure and everything so yep moving on towards next topic a lossless data management platform for machine learning and sharing of experimental information in the field of material science, even small variation in experimental parameters and protocols can lead to unwanted changes in the properties of a material. A groundbreaking development in the field in this field came with the advent of materials informatics, 
a heavily data-reliant field which focuses on material data including synthesis pro uh, protocols, properties, mechanisms and structures. It has benefited significantly from artificial intelligence AI which enables large-scale automated data analysis, material design and experiments which can aid the discovery of useful materials. Unfortunately, back and forth data sharing within the scientific community often results in the data loss. This is because most material databases and research papers largely focus on structure property relation and less on important information such as essential experimental protocols. To address this issue, a team of researchers led by assistant professor Ken Hata Kiyama Soto and professor Kinshi Ozio Su from the Waseda University in Japan developed a laboratory data management platform that described the relation between property structures and experimental processes in electronic laboratory notebooks. In this electronic laboratory notebook, experimental events and related environmental pa uh, parameters are uh, represented as knowledge graphs. The study, which was published in NPJ Computational uh, Materials on August 17, 2022, relied on the concept of the experimental information can be described without a loss of knowledge graphs. The team in uh, incorporated an AI-based algorithm that could automatically convert these knowledge graphs into tables and upload them into a public repository. This step was incorporated to ensure that data sharing was lossless and to enable the scientific community to gain better insight into the experimental condition. To demonstrate the applicability of this uh, platform, the team used it uh, to explore superionic uh, conductivity in organic lithium Li plus ion electrol uh, electrolytes. This uh, they recorded everyday raw data from over 500 experiments, both successful and unsuccessful ones, into the electronic laboratory notebook. Next, the data conversion module auto automatically uh, transformed the knowledge graph data with machine uh, learnable data set and analyzed the relationship between experimental operations and results. This analysis revealed the important parameter needed to achieve excellent room temperature ionic conductivity of 10 to power minus 4 in uh, 2 and 10 to power minus 3 uh, centimeters uh, seconds uh, per centimeter and and uh, lithium uh, plus interference number as high as 0 0.8 so what's are the real uh, real-time application of this platform. Hatika Yamasato says this platform is currently applicable to solid-state batteries and with improved performance will be able to co contribute to the development of safer and high-capacity ca uh, batteries. This study not only provides a platform for reliable data-oriented research but ensures that all information including experimental results and raw uh, measurement data is available in everyone public uh, publicly discussing its long term implication hatte kayama soto says by sharing raw experimental data among researchers across the globe novel functional materials could be discovered more quickly this approach can also accelerate the development of energy related devices including next generation batteries and solar cells okay in the face of drought, hydropower still delivers electricity. Hmm. 
in 2022 a quick internet search for lake mead or lake powell returns startling images of drying lake beds and parched land the mega drought in the southwestern united states in the driest and longest in the last 1200 years depleting a water reservoir level to critically low levels over the past 22 years this persistent drought has policy makers and system planners concerned about the reliability of the electric grid under uh, worsening drought condition and climbing temperature droughts particularly impact hydroelectric power dams as well as some uh, thermo electric power plants that uh, require large amounts of water for cooling but a new report by hydrologist at pacific north uh, northwest national laboratory pnnl uh, suggests that the relationship between drought and hydroelectric power is more nuanced than it might seem to get an accurate picture pnnl hydrologist combined 20 years of annual power generation data from uh, more than 600 hydroelectric power plants with uh, historical precipitation data from eight uh, distinct hydropower climate regions of the uh, uh, western united states each hydropower region faces unique climate condition unique reservoir operating conditions also add, add complexity using uh, these data the hydrologists extra polluted hydropower generation as far back as 1900 they found that even during the most severe droughts being observed over the last uh, two, uh, two decades hydropower has sustained 80% of average power generation levels which equates to about 150 terawatt hours of renewable electricity or approximately 20% of electricity demands across the west this flexible power also helps uh, to balance supply and demand in the western grid hmm that's a noticeable dip but it is still uh, a lot of renewable energy said seen turner water uh, resources modeler at pnnl and main author of the report the pnnl uh, team used machine learning and statistically analysis to characterize hydroelectric plants according to their yearly generating patterns this analysis revealed distinct hydropower climate regimes in the west for example hydropower plants west of the uh, cascades experience different climate uh, condition than those to, uh, to the east which demonstrated a different climate region exist in the larger uh, river basin like the columbia river when studying and uh, characterizing drought uh, the instinct is uh, it to look at it from regional or state level but level uh, by state boundaries might not be might not be the most relevant for understanding the impacts of drought on hydropower said turner grouping them by climate condition lead uh, to a cleaner assessment of the impact of drought on hydropower focusing on the bigger picture when people read uh, stories about one particular dam during a drought like glen canyonian dam or one particular state like california they are uh, left uh, with the impression that hydropower will not be able reliable in the future but when them uh, represent just a small portion of overall capacity say turner this means that total western hydropower will still uh, will still be a major source of power supply even during the worst drought years hydroelectric dams 
generate power by releasing reservoir water uh, through turbines during a drought with less uh, rain and snowfall less water flows into reservoirs with lower uh, reservoir levels and less water to release hydroelectric power production declines by drought really impairs hydroelectric power across all regions at the western united states simultaneously which means that a region unaffected by drought may be uh, able to supplement shortfalls in another in fact in the last 20 years there there has not been a drought that has affected all major hydropower generation regions at once for example river flows and reservoir levels in california and the southwest today's are low due to ongoing drought which affects hydropower generation in this on those regions but the line shares of hydropower generation in the west is dispatched to the grid from the northern cascades and columbia river basin in washington oregon idaho and british columbia the current drought is severe but it's now we're close to being worst hydropower generation year for the west and water resource condition are actually above average uh, right now in the northwest said turner turner indicates that a backward extra pollution of regional hydropower and the available data on power generation for the 20th century both indicate that a repeat of the historical western drought of 1976-1977 could be worse of hydropower generation than uh, any other drought this century unlike recent events that period affected all major hydropower generating regions of the northwest and california but it's hard to predict the future the climate model disagree as to whether the droughts will become more severe or frequent in the future or if the area is going to be to become drier or wetter in uh, terms of uh, precipitations over the next 100 years say turner record breaking heat waves put a on hydropower and the grid in the last week of june 2021 right on the heels of record breaking pacific northwest heat waves power system modeler Constantinus Oikonomo began investigating how hydropower dams performed during the heat wave and how they were able to meet exceptional load uh, demand caused by consumer turning up their air conditioning. He found that the heat wave actually created favorable conditions for the for hydropower plants. Rapid snowpack melt uh, during the heat wave. Uh, helped reservoir filled with water which allowed hydropower plants to meet the increased load demand said okonawa moyu but researcher wondered uh, what could happen if multiple heat waves occur consequently and uh, water from snowpack is no lo uh, longer abducted hydrologists and power uh, system modelers simulated the impacts of uh, compounded heat waves and droughts on the power grid they found the regional inter uh, interconnection are critical to managed extreme events this year okinomo uh, research is focused on creating a new framework for simulating grid behavior under extreme weather conditions such as compounding droughts and heat waves and under occurrence like uh, faulty transmission lines as part of this work he will ruin he will run a variety of what if scenarios for an entire year using the western electricity coordinating council large scale power grid model we use the model uh, to zoom in a in on particular time stamped 
events to understand energy shortfalls and what other energy resources in the system had to ramp up to compensate for the loss of hydropower said okonomo this information will help uh, power plant operators and system planners explore mitigation strategies to fortify the grid against outages hmm. moving on towards next topic there's huge surge in solar production underway and australia could show the world how to use it hmm interesting you might feel despondent after reading news reports about centuries doubling down on fossil fuels to cope with energy price spikes don't it's a bip blip when the uh, russian invasion of ukraine has led to temporary fossil uh, fuel resurgence it is also accelerated europe renewable emissions and the united states and australia have finally passed climate bills this week federal energy minister chris bowen announced australia is back on climate action there's better news too in the march uh, in march this year the world hit 1 uh, terawatt of installed solar by 2025 the world po- polysilicon factories are uh, predicted to bounce back from supply shortages and they churn out enough uh, high purity silicon for almost 1 terawatt of solar panel each every year coupled with major growth in wind pumped hydro energy storage grid battery is and electric vehicles uh, the solar boom puts zero global emission within reach before 2050 best of all australia could show the world how to add solar to the grid you might not uh, suspect it but we are the global readers in finding straightforward solution to the variability of solar power and wind we are showing that it's easier to get carbon emission out of electricity generation that ma- then many predicted rapid deep and cheap emission reductions the surge in the renewable energy uh, renewable supply chain allows sustained exponential growth that is already uh, disrupting fossil fuels markets in some uh, countries notably australia this year global fossil fuel prices have uh, skyrocketed in the wake of russian invasion of ukraine in turn that generated intense interest in solar wind energy to boost domestic energy security particularly in europe which needs to wean itself off russian gas while fossil fuels are concentrated in countries such as russia saudi arabia and australia solar and wind resources are widely distributed most countries can generate all their own energy from the sun and wind hmm. europe could easily uh, could readily become energy ind- independent harnessing its enormous anon- enormous north sea offshore wind uh, resources and solar in the south even densely populated countries such as japan and indonesia have uh, far more solar and wind resources than they need solar and wind now uh, provide the cheapest new electricity generation in most markets as a bonus the widespread uptake of solar and wind will eliminate many of our worst air pollutants and improve our health Why are solar and wind winning? In a world coast, solar and wind have won the race for the energy of the future because they are cheap. Once built, the fuel is free and does not need to be imported or dug up. Wind and star 
wind and solar are being built three times faster and then everything else combined it follows they will dominate future energy markets as existing fossil fuel generators retire and electricity use grows rapidly hmm. nuclear generation hasn't grown in the past decade coal and gas plants able coal and gas plants able to capture store carbon uh, have not got traction in the energy market hydroelectricity can't expand much further there will however be a huge uh, market of for off river pumped hydro energy storage there are no serious technical environmental or material constraints to solar power or any scale however solar has been hit by supply chain issue in recent month with major price spikes in polysilicon they are common to any rapidly growing industry and should resolve as more suppliers uh, see the opportunity and enters the market there is enough land most of the world population live at moderate latitudes with good sunshine on most days here solar is effectively unlimited those further north have abducted wind energy particularly offshore wind to offset weaker solar in winter skip it point out you need more land uh, or sea to produce the same amount of electricity as a fossil fuel plants while true solar farms can happily coexist with livestock and cropping to create a double income for farmers oh interesting the solar ele- electricity needed to power the world and the eliminate all fossil fuel can be generated from about 1% of the land area devoted to agriculture oh, inter- oh okay once uh, we have cheap uh, clean, uh, we have cheap clean electricity we can use it to eliminate the use of fossil fuels altogether by electrifying nearly everything transport heating industry and chemical production this could reduce emission by three quarters hmm. global electricity production will uh, need to rise se- uh, sevenfold to about 200 uh, sorry 200,000 terawatts hour a year to get year to give everyone the energy needed to reach developed nation living standards hmm. but this is not all the hard over the next 30 years and the alternative keep pumping warming pollutants into the atmosphere will make the lives of for of our children harder and harder together solar and wind have a past two tetawatts of installed capacity that means we are about 2% of the way uh, to reaching the most uh, reaching the almost 100 teta- uh, terawatts of solar and wind required to decarbonize the world while raising life standards annual solar development need to doubles every 4 years to get the job done by 2050 60 similar to the global growth rate achieved over the past decade australia can show the way uh, you might not think it given the decade of political climate wars but australia is the world leader in terms of solar electricity produced per person in australia solar and wind are booming while coal is rapidly failing we are already on track to reach 80 90% renewable by 2030 remarkably we are per capita solar generation is twice as large as the second 
place countries germany japan and netherlands and as far ahead of the china and the us hmm. australia is quietly demonstrating how to uh, accommodate huge new flows for of cheap clean electricity the world will soon follow suit hmm. okay i mean i mean it's a great of course uh, all those countries and every single country out there in uh, in the world are moving to the natural resources moving to get the uh, electricity from the natural resources not from the uh, fossil fuels because of course it uh, it is being disrupted and uh, and having more carbon emission in the atmosphere uh, of course it uh, disc uh, disruptive in the uh, in the environment so it's is necessary for uh, for today's world or today's countries to focus on these sustainable environment and and these sustainable practices to of course and also being functioning to uh, to the cities or to the global infrastructure of course i right okay moving on towards next topic and the last topic of the day okay 3d printed drones work like bees to build and repair structure while flying oh interesting right let's see the technology which has been tested in the lab could ultimately be used for manufacturing and building in different difficult to access or dangerous location such as tall buildings or help to push uh, disaster relief construction says the researcher hmm yes it's the problem so let's read 3d printing is gaining momentum in the construction industry yes both on site and in the factory static and mobile robots print material for use in con- uh, construction projects such as steel and concrete structures this new approach to 3d printing lead led uh, in its development by imperial and empa the swiss federal laboratories of material science and technology uses fly uh, flying robots known as drones that use collective building uh, building methods inspired by na- uh, natural builders like bees and wasps who work together to create large intricate structure the drone in the fleet known collectively as aerial adaptive manufacturing aerial am work cooperatively operatively from a single blueprint adapting their technique as they go they are fully autonomous while flying but are monitored by a human controller who checks progress and intervenes if necessary based on the information provided by the drones lead author professor kovac of imperial the uh, department of aeronautics and empa materials and technology uh, center of robotics said we have proved that drones can work autonomously and tandem to construct and repair buildings at least in the lab our solution is uh, scalable and uh, could help us to construct and repair building in difficult to reach areas in the future printing 3d uh, geometrics aerial am uses both our 3d printing path planning framework to help the drones adapt to variation in geometry of the structure as built progresses the fleet consists of bio drones which uh, de- uh, deposits material during flight and quality controlling scan drones that continually measured the bio drones uh, uh, output and informed their next manufacturing step 
to test the concept the researcher uh, developed four bespoke cementious mixture for the drones to build with throughout the build the drones accessed the printed uh, geometry in real time and adapted their behavior to ensure they met the build specification with manufacturing accuracy of 5 mm The proof of concept prints included a 2.05 uh, uh, meter high cylinder 72 layers with a polyurethane beige foam material and a 18 cm high cylinder 28 layers with a custom design structural cementious material. The technology offers future possibility for building and repairing structure in all tall or other uh, hard to access location. next uh, the researcher will work with uh, construction uh, companies to validate the solution and provide repair and manufacturing capabilities professor kobeck said we believe our fleet of drones could help reduce the cost and risk of construction in the future compared to traditional manual methods the research is published in nature of course i mean yes so these are the things these are the months again uh, solution for the 3d printed drones Uh, being repair structure while flying uh, on the fly of drone itself so it's an interesting so uh, interest not interesting it's a requirement and uh, the researcher uh, gives the solution of it so yeah it's a good uh, good uh, good solution for uh, for the drones yep at the la uh, as i already previously discussed in the previous podcast and many other podcasts we have started a newsletter for you guys and uh, yes we are going to be given you another thing uh, that a $1 newsletter i know i know this uh, uh, still uh, showing you the $10 newsletter one newsletter weekly and provide uh, you the daily basis newsletter which will be given at this uh, email id sorry uh, by this uh, uh, thing you will be provided this those things and yes of course uh, i recommend you to follow us on twitter because most of the updates are likely given on the twitter itself uh, and after then uh, um, other platform uh, other uh, social medias so if you are into those kind of uh, if you are in, uh, if you have uh, want to interest in this newsletter and yes i am uh, again saying it this newsletter or a $10 newsletter if you are uh, subscribing to a free newsletter it will be provide our links uh, to the website sorry uh, research article links from our website only but if you are subscribed to this Ten dollar newsletter, or or an offer which being being started at one dollar. Same, this monthly newsletter will be provided at the cost of one dollar for the early subscribers, of course. So if you are uh, if you are willing uh, to subscribe, if you are sorry willing to check out our articles and the podcast, if you have, if you are interest. Uh, want to get the information which is not easily available on the surface web and it will be provided to you then uh, we are again saying that we have started a 1 dollar offer 
which will be uh, going to provide the next year uh, till next year so yep if you uh, till next year yes so yes okay i guess it's uh, done uh, for now by my side till then keep researching stay curious stay healthy